so this is a very important and uh, conclusive verse here brahma is clearly disclosing shujhami tan niyuktoham i am creating based on uh, tan niyukta because he appointed me <laughs> i am able to create so this should be the mood of the devotees we are able to do something in our services because we are appointed to do so that appointment comes through the spiritual master and through his organization so shujhami tan niyuktoham he is clearly saying i am appointed so we know brahma and all the other demigods they are appointed personalities great personalities and they know their position they are not artificially puffed up when someone is coming and ask narada muni is asking brahma looks like you are the supreme because you are creating everything immediately brahma is saying no shujhami tan niyukto ham no i am appointed to do this i am doing so this is this is our mood if somebody is respecting us or i am able to do some service we should know that it's, that's because i am appointed by my spiritual master otherwise false pride will come and then pride precedes fall down then he is also continuing haro harati tad vashaha haraha means lord shiva harati he destroys how tad vashaha uh, under his subordination vasha means full grip vashaha so tat vashaha means uh, complete subordination so any destruction that you see in this world it cannot happen without the knowledge of and the sanction of the supreme lord vishnu krishna so vishvam purusha roopena so purusha roopena means krishna vishnu uh, paripati he maintains personally and he is glorified here as trishakti druk is the uh, possessor or the controller of the three powerful energies that is spiritual internal marginal and external energies so these are the so prabhupada explains the way external energy has three modes sattvic rajasic and tamasic even the spiritual internal energy also has three spiritual modes sandini samvit and ahladini so these uh, terms we repeatedly hear in prabhupada's teachings and in all the vedic literatures uh, in one of the purports uh, prabhupada quotes madhvacharya listing 16 spiritual energies jiva goswami also lists few energies spiritual energies in which samvit sandini and ahladini are also mentioned and uh, it is also mentioned in one of the uh, prapannamruta one of the literatures of the alvars that how one of the alvars had darshan of the lord with neela and bhu energies on either side of him there also spiritual energies so actually these energies are unlimited but they are broadly categorized into these three internal external and marginal so now sattva guna means uh, he is uh, 
thoughtful person pensive thoughtful he will be thinking and uh, uh, what he what he will be thinking he will be thinking about self realization our satvagana also means he is thinking about maintenance anything you want to maintain somebody has to be in satvagana and then passion means uh, activity production passion is about production produce various gadgets always active you cannot stay stably once also the current gadgets are making everybody like that restless every other second they have to see continuously is active and then tamaguna means there is lack of pleasure absence of happiness that is tamaguna so only in ignorance people think that there is pleasure in this world uh, uh, if there is no pleasure in matter period that is the conclusion matter can never offer any pleasure this what pleasure is there in this in this what is there any matter is like that matter has no pleasure but the living entity uh, because he is part and parcel of krishna sachidananda vigraha uh, he is also sachidananda vigraha and when he tries to apply sachidananda propensities on matter he wants to get his pleasure uh, from matter uh, so then uh, prabhupada explains living entity has pleasure seeking potency this ananda what he has is the pleasure seeking potency so when he applies that pleasure seeking potency on the matter uh, so then he feels that there is some happiness but actually matter is not giving any happiness to him it is his own pleasure seeking potency uh, he imagines that there is a pleasure otherwise there is no so propal gives a beautiful example uh, this is very important to understand he gives a beautiful example of a camel and uh, uh, the thorny twigs that the camel eats so you know camel no they it eats the thorns mullu thorns means mullu anta so it goes and uh, bites the that thorny twigs and then as soon as it goes inside the thorns pierces the tongue uh, of the camel so there is a the blood comes out and the blood and the and uh, the blood is applied to this thorns when it is chewing and uh, the camel thinks it is very tasty uh, actually the twigs have the thorns have no taste they are only suffering but then it applies its own blood and the mixture looks tasty for it this is the situation 
similarly the living entities they apply their own pleasure seeking potency on the matter and they think the mixture is palatable the mixture is happiness the highest happiness is sex life and uh, sex life is nothing but uh, he gives his own blood and thinks he is happy 40 blood particles is one particle of semen so he gives his own blood and then he thinks that he is becoming happy otherwise matter has nothing to offer to the jiva uh, the spirit soul or the living entity has nothing he cannot get anything out of this matter so but moment uh, a living entity thinks there is something here there is some pleasure here that is the greatest enemy that very thinking or that very feeling is the greatest greatest enemy for the jiva because he thinks that i can achieve something in this world maybe my attempts are not good but i can achieve something in this world so repeatedly he gets frustrated in his endeavors and uh, he suffers but uh, uh, trickily maya makes him think that actually you are not suffering you are very happy although people are struggling and and they are suffering they feel that they are very very happy uh, that is called maya maya means that which is not only so in this mental imagination only the living entity enjoys otherwise there is nothing practically on the in the, available in the matter so these are the three modes they are actually perversions of the three modes in the spiritual world these three modes are perversions of sandini samvit and ahlagane in the spiritual world the, the living entity and the supreme lord they exchange ahlagane there is a pleasure under the influence of ahlagane shakti and the existence sandani means existence and samvit means cognition knowledge krishna realizes himself other are the jivas can realize krishna through samvit potency we can pray to samvit potency to give us the cognition to recognize krishna and to recognize our own situation krishna's cognition is unlimited just by looking at the product looking at an object looking at an entity he gets the complete cognition of that object but whereas our cognition is limited by so many faults or so many limitations uh, when when we look at something we may not know what exactly it is but krishna is not hampered by all that for example when we look at this box don't know what it is you can only see box but when krishna sees he gets a complete cognition of that and that object he sees the box inside the box next to the box he sees there is a lizard next there is something some pest there everything he sees this is the cognition of the supreme lord in one shot he can see the entire universe he can see the entire creation whereas that is not possible that's why krishna bestows special eyes to arjuna when arjuna wanted to see 
universal form. So this is about Sangeet, cognition. Sandini means existence. You know, existence. We think our existence is this body. Uh, it's an ignorant existence. But whereas in the uh, spiritual world, the entire existence is manifested by Sandini. Okay, so Akhladini uh, Parvat says ignorance here and uh, Samvit as passion and Sandini as Sattva. These three modes in the spiritual world, they create what is known as Shuddha Sattva environment and here it is supposed to be, these three modes com- combined, actually supposed to be Sattva but they are uh, contaminated by other two, passion and ignorance. It is a mixture. There it is, Shuddha Sattva. These three put together. So, uh, these are the three energies that uh, Krishna is controlling. Trishakti Druk, uh, internal and uh, marginal. And so, we are also actually spiritual in nature. We are also spiritual energy. But, we have a tendency to choose either the whether we can be under internal energy or in the external energy. This choice is there. The jiva's free will is there. And what is that free will? The free will to choose one of these two, either internal or external. Once we choose external energy, we will be pushed into this world. And then here, the apparent choices are there. You know, whether to take rasgulla or whether to take some uh, liquor and this and that. But these are all secondary uh, free wills. The primary free will, free will is the choice between whether we can be under internal potency or whether we want to be external potency. Generally, a conditional living entity doesn't know that he has a choice to live in internal energy. He has no choice. He simply will be driven and go on choosing only more and more, more and more uh, options within the external energy. So that's why he gets frustrated and he suffers uh, because he doesn't have an option, doesn't have an option to choose anything higher. That's why when somebody comes into contact with the Krishna consciousness movement, it's a very pleasant relief. He understand that wow, there is some option is available. Uh, there is I I can come out of the race, the rat race that is going on in this world. External energy means rat race. Manasastan Indriyani Karshati. Hard work of you know it's a rat race. Everybody is struggling, struggling. And if you tell him that uh, now you have an option, you don't need to struggle and uh, work hard like this. Uh, then it's a pleasant relief for the uh, living entities. So, uh, and at, as they progress in internal energy, then uh, they become more and more, uh, uh, what do you say, they want to think and contemplate and they get absorbed in the Shastra. They will ask a lot of questions and then they want to understand deeply each and every aspect of uh, you know the energies are the supreme lord are his leelas are about the name 
they become fascinated to uh, be absorbed and then simultaneously they will also want to spread this movement more and more uh, lord chaitanya if you see he not only defeated the big big scholars uh, in a very scholarly way by analyzing very nicely but uh, he also uh, established sankirtan everywhere when chaitanya mahaprabhu he traveled in south india south india was infested with the mayavada jainism buddhism like that so chaitanya mahaprabhu he went all over and wherever he went he established the supremacy of radha krishna worship the supremacy of chanting hare krishna but when it came when it required he also very scholarly established uh, the philosophy and defeated big big scholars we know the example of kesho kashmiri uh, so when he came he was he was the number one scholar of those days in the entire country and so digvijaya you know the scholars they travel from area to area and then they establish their name and fame so like that he came to navadweep uh, thinking that he will become navadweep is also a center of learning those days if people kashmir navadweep and there are some places of uh, learning and center you know the centers of learning so then he came to navadweep uh, he doesn't know that he is getting into a, a bad weather <laughs> so there uh, you know he happens to go to the banks of ganges and then he meets uh, lord chaitanya there and then uh, lord chaitanya recognizes him and then kesho kashmiri also recognizes he heard about nimai and then uh, there was a conversation and uh, kesho kashmiri says you know you are a you are a teacher of grammar you know uh, he addresses him as a teacher of a grammar because uh, if you want to learn sanskrit first of all one has to learn grammar propate says it takes 12 years to learn grammar like that and then he is only and then later on he becomes a pandita you know he understands alankara and all those other literary you know uh, uh, ornaments so then uh, uh nimai takes a very humble position he says yeah yeah i am only a teacher of uh, grammar i am no match to you but we want to hear from you glorification of ganges and then immediately the the kavi he you know bhat 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 100 verses he releases on uh, ganges and so uh, and uh, he is very happy the scholar because 100 verses in us like a flowing then uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu asks him sir can you tell us uh, the uh, what is that uh, guna and uh, uh, you can tell the faults and the uh, quality good qualities of your uh, you know poetry and then he says uh, it's all good there are the faults <laughs> he, he says so then uh, he says if you don't uh, please don't get angry on me but i would like to tell some things to you 
and then he points out uh, uh, first of all he recollects one verse uh, he starts with mahatvam ganga ayam like that he you know and ganga he, he points out one verse and then he explains uh, five major faults categorized into four and then two major uh, glorification good qualities now why i am saying is you can see how nicely krishnadas kavraj maharaj he analyzes very deeply and then you see how chetan mahaprabhu to the last detail he points out in fact he says these are only major faults if i analyze this verse nicely <laughs> there are unlimited faults in this and then he gives one interesting example he says a person may have a beautiful body and uh, all kinds of wonderful qualities but in the body if there is a one white spot actually leprosy begins like that it begins like a one white spot on the body so and uh, the white spot if you keep any this thing there is no consciousness there there is no it's like, you know you, you will not feel any consciousness that's the indication that there is some leprosy is beginning so he says okay you may be very beautiful and this and that but let us say there is one white spot then actually is you know it's a he uh, is not a healthy person or useless so similarly mahaprabhu uh, krishnadas kavraj goswami he quotes uh, some innumerable verses and the proofs that even if there is one fault also such a composition is faulty now imagine chetan mahaprabhu points out uh, you know five faults major faults categorized into four i am trying to understand you know all those uh, four categories Hmm. the first one he says avimrushta vidhyamsha so he says that is unclean composition what is unclean composition if you mention unknown thing first and then known thing that is called unclean composition you should first mention known then speak about unknown that is proper composition so avimrushta vidhyamsha and then he said he finds two faults in it and then uh, so he bagna krama viruddhamati krut bhavani bhatru that's a famous example that chaitanya mahaprabhu he quotes bhavani means bhava means lord shiva bhavani means uh, uh, parvati so parvati means the wife of bhava bhatru means again husband so if you say wife of shiva's husband so let's say there is a brahmana is there and say uh, the brahmana's wife's husband that brahmana's wife's husband means it gives an impression that that wife has another husband bhavani pratyas called viruddha viruddhamati you know it it bewilders the mind it gives a different uh, mati it creates a different impression 
So like that, very nicely, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu analyzes and defeats the Keshava. He is stunned. Could not say anything. He is stunned. That, that in one verse. <laughs> now, if he remains there, you know, so many, hundred verses are there. So, um, at the same time, you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu not only scrutinizingly defeats, but he also establishes the Sankirtan. He converts him into a Vaishnava and gives him holy name. So, as devotees of the Lord, we should also be thorough with the knowledge. Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita. How thorough? Like this. Very scrutinizingly, we should be able to establish the supremacy of Bhagavatam conclusions. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his parampara, if you see, every Acharya is very scholarly, poetic. They all wrote nice, interesting books, including Shilpro. Bhakti Unotakur, 100 books. Bhakti Siddhanta, so scholarly, has written those books. For example, Brahma Samhita, if you read, will not be able to even understand also. <laughs> so, that's the, you know, so, the, the point is, our Panta, if you see, there is a tremendous stress given on uh, you know, the Vedanta. But at the same time, they also stressed on establishing Bhakti, chanting Hare Krishna. So devotees also here, why there is so much of analysis is done on internal potency, the three modes, external potency, the three modes, how they are connected, how Krishna is the controller of both, all the three energies, you know, Trishakti, Druk. So these are all mentioned here. Huh? And then Prabhupada, in the beginning of the purport, you see, he brings in the concept of Vasudeva. And he quotes from the scriptures how Vasudeva is the supreme. So this should be our goal. We should be able to prove from Shastra that Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. Vasudeva, the son of Vasudeva is the for example, if somebody comes and says, okay, from the Vedas can you prove Krishna is the Supreme Lord? And you put your tongue, eh? we don't know. Then what? That's why Swadhyaya is very important. Prabhupada quotes from Vedas and he establishes that Krishna is the Supreme Lord. From Puranas we can establish easily Krishna is the Supreme Lord. From Bhagavad Gita, it is very easy to prove Krishna is Matta, Bharataram, Nanyata. But from the Vedas, so that's the devotee thinks. Now this is the thinking that needs Satvaguna. So, Swadhyaya is very important. And by doing regular Swadhyaya and asking questions for yourself and others, you become very, very uh, expert in presenting our philosophy. Any questions? <coughs> 